Welcome to the Extra Club podcast. This is the podcast where we don't just motivate and inspire you, but we also give you practical hints, tips and strategies on your way to finding your extra to become extraordinary. We are relationship and behaviour experts and professional coaches Mark and Nikki Taylor. And each episode, we will discuss different challenges, issues and problems that we all face. And give you solutions, hints, tips and strategies that give you the extra in your life to make you happier, healthier and more successful. So let's get started. Well, welcome back everyone to this week's podcast. And this one is all about the search for happiness. Mrs. Taylor. Hello there. It's good to be back, isn't it, Mr. Taylor? Oh, I love doing these every week, Mrs. Taylor. I do as well. Hopefully people will find this really interesting. Well, well, I think so, because this is something that most people, I think, search for all of their lives. I think so. So first of all, why have we chosen to, to talk about this podcast? Well, in Google searches, there the phrase, how to be happy, has been searched. Well, actually, Mr. Taylor, how many times do you think it's searched per month? Oh, crikey. Um, no, be sensible, because usually you spoil these things. Oh, I don't going know. I, I don't know. We're not saying enough. 10,000 times, maybe. Oh, you've spoiled it now. So it's actually between 10,000 and 100,000 times per month. Crikey. So that's that's a, a bit of a search term. It certainly is, isn't it? And, I mean, from that, you can gather there's clearly a lot of people searching for happiness. Either that or they're trying to sell people something about being happy. So with that and also, you know, when we've, we've been coaching our coaching clients, quite often they will tell us, I just want to be happy. So this is a phrase we, we hear a lot from our coaching clients. So we thought it would be really, really useful to share a podcast on the subject with some hints and some tips to help people with this, well, this elusive search. I think that would be a great idea. I think so. And also I've got a little bit of a confession because, you know, when on one of the previous podcasts I was talking about, you know, those um, dandelion clocks where you wish. Oh, yes. yes. Yes, the ones you blow. That's the ones, yes. Well, I actually used to go in search of them, right? I don't think I said that last time, but I did actually used to go in search of them. I don't know whether that sort of negated the, the wish or not, but I did. And one of the things I used to wish for was to be happy. Oh, and did it ever happen? <laughs> it's happened now. Oh, is, that the right, is that the right thing to say? That's the right answer, Mrs. Taylor. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. So it's not just other people, you know. Certainly I've experienced this in the past, that sort of desire to be happy. So so first of all, I think it's good to, to just talk about what do we mean when we're talking about happiness. Um, and I think actually that is often the first problem. Because for a lot of people, happiness is is a feeling. And so it will actually mean and feel something different to everyone. And because it's fleeting, this, this sort of feeling that we get when we feel happy, it's often experienced in the moment in, you know, in certain situations, maybe, I don't know, when we've achieved something that's really important to us, or it maybe if we are somewhere perhaps on holiday and it's just, you know, you've got that perfect sunset and you're with the person that you want to be with, or, or, or you know, other situations where it's something specific has happened and you just get that sort of, that feeling. Now, 
this is part of the problem because that feeling that you get in those kind of situations, it doesn't last. You know, you, you experience it and it's lovely to experience it at that moment in time, but it really doesn't last. And that's why we want it more, isn't it? Because it is. It comes and it just seems to go. And it, and it's a nice feeling and we want it all the time. Yeah, we would think, you know, how wonderful would it be if we always felt like this? Yeah. And so, you know, by the way, this is actually what we're talking about here, Mr. Taylor, is is the feeling that advertisers, you know, sell to, to, to us as human beings. And they sell the happiness. They do. They do indeed. You know, we crave, it hasn't always been this way. I mean, this is something we talk about on the Master Coach when we're talking about sort of spin. But, uh, you know, it's not always been that way. But certainly, you know, in more recent years, advertisers do sell to to this feeling of, of happiness and wanting to be happy. Yes, there was a whole program, wasn't it, called Happiness Machines? There certainly was, yeah. And treating us just as these machines that if we sell to the emotions that we will be happy, that we'll buy their product, i.e. the next iPhone 25 will make you happy, Mrs. Taylor. Yes, absolutely. And so the first thing that, you know, we, we would say is to expect to have that feeling permanently is actually unrealistic, you know, because it's not going to happen. Yet often we, we still search for that. So, so that's the first thing we would say. And what we actually prefer to talk about is having inner contentment, or for some, maybe it's about having peace of mind. Because from the research that we've done over the years, we actually think that's that's what people are really seeking. I think so. I think people, rather than just wanting that fleeting happiness, which at the end of the day, we could put down to just a bunch of neurons in your brain producing certain chemicals. Well, that doesn't sound so, so much fun, does it? <laughs> Well, well, you put it like that. That's what it is, and and that's why it's unsustainable. Because to keep that that those chemical reactions, those neurotransmitter chemicals at a certain level, is basically impossible. Especially take drugs or things like that to sustain it. And so there has to be, for sort of every high, there must be a low. And so, so that's why I think that we've come to the conclusion. Actually, people want that inner contentment that that feeling of inner peace where there's no nagging voice and just things seem okay with the world. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, let's face it, you know, however good our life is, life still happens. You know, there's good days, there's not so good days, and there will always be challenges which impact on that sort of happiness if that's what you're seeking you know that happiness we've been speaking about so if your aim is for inner contentment or peace of mind then i think even when you've had a bad day or something does go wrong which in, invariably does then that overriding feeling of inner contentment within your life still remains you know throughout those things well uh, yes and and i felt a lot better you know since i understood that Actually, this notion of happiness is an elusive search. And and really, you can have it any time you choose, because if you understand how your mind works, you can actually do the right things to choose to be happy and do things and have experiences which will trigger those brain chemicals to work in a certain order of sequence so that you do get the feeling of happiness. And yet, 
the one thing that really does stay now is inner contentment. And, and I think that is helpful for people to know in the first place, because that was, I think, one of my challenges was that I didn't appreciate that there would there would be ups and downs. I, I think I expected it to almost be a, a, a sort of almost a stable feeling throughout. And, you know, unless you're telling me that's what happens to you, Mr. Taylor, and I've, I'm still not sure about it, then, um, you know, that's that's really, that's what happens to people. It is ups and downs. Well, I think some of the programming comes from the likes of Disney when we're a kid, because it's this notion of living happily ever after. Yeah. And it's like, that's what we're all seeking to live happily ever after. Yet, even though you've found your Prince Charming, Mrs. Taylor, you know, there's still, for you personally, there's still we are ups and downs, there's still be challenges. And, the, the, you know, even though you're with the man of your dreams. <laughs> no, I think you no, calm down, because I think you're taking this a little bit too far now. <laughs> and even though you're with the man of your dreams, then potentially you're not going to have this happiness all of the time. And, yes. you know, it, it, it's an overall, as I say, I think we should live happily ever, rather than happily ever after, contented ever after. Yes, agree, agree. And is that phrase, isn't it, living happily ever after? I think that's where, as you say, some of the programming comes from. So let's talk about some some tips, some hints and tips that we can share with people to help them on this, uh, you know, having this feeling of inner contentment. I think the first thing to appreciate is that if you're looking for happiness, then it doesn't have a measure, you know, and it's and it's actually usually triggered because the, the important thing is for someone to not feel unhappy. That's usually what what they notice. They feel that they're unhappy and they don't actually want to feel that way anymore. So I think the first thing to do is to is to to perhaps realize that rather than the search, what's driving it. That's a really good thought, isn't it? Because I suppose to to have a measure of one thing, you've got to have an absence of it to know what it is. I suppose it's like if you're sad or you've been sad, then when you're not sad, you're something else than sad and you could probably call that happy, depending Mm -hmm. on how much you feel. Yes, absolutely. Or you could just be have peace of mind and contentment Mm. maybe, yeah. And, And then the other thing that we would say is that think about the definition, what specifically would make you happy? And often this can be a less easy question to answer. And quite often, I think the the response may actually be driven by things that would then no longer be present. So maybe if you didn't have to go to that job anymore, if it's something you, you know, you're not happy at work or potentially when you're not struggling for money. So those, I think, are are things that can often, um, once you realize what it is, then you can start to do something about it. I I still think that even when you may be, you know, don't go to that job anymore, or if you're, you're then not struggling for money, I still think potentially it must be a choice, mustn't it, to be happy or not? Because yes, I know a number of people who work for themselves and they'll just complain about that and they'll be not happy at that so they don't go to that job anymore. And I also yes. a number, know a number of people who are not struggling for money and they can be happy in their misery, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it can become almost like a way of life, can't it? Yeah. So, so the first thing to do really, we would suggest is just take some time to sit quietly. You can stand quietly if you like and ask yourself what actually prevents me from being happy right now. And then write down everything that comes up. 
Yeah. So, so do that first of all. And then what we suggest you do is you then write yourself three columns on your page. Um, and the ones we've actually referred to these, I think, before in a slightly different way uh, in one of the other podcasts. And uh, you write three columns what can I control? What can I influence? And then the third column, well, what is outside of my control and influence? And then put each of those things that you've written down on your list under one of those columns. So that's the that's the starting point. Now, this is where it, it, it is slightly different because if it is outside of your control and influence, what we suggest you do is just actually notice how those things are disturbing your inner peace and coming into your awareness in the first place. And then you really need to take the action that you need to to prevent that from happening. So just to give you a couple of examples, let's say, I don't know, I've actually heard this this week, so this is why it's it's come to mind. If a friend is sending you perhaps photos of your ex with a new partner and that's something that bothers you, you know, it's actually causing you a problem. This isn't you, by the way, Mr. Taylor. <laughs> then, <laughs> then, you know, tell them to stop doing that because you're at the effect of them, you know, doing that, you're putting yourself in that position where you're allowing that to happen. And also, if uh, another example with, you know, there's always something going on in the news that could impact on your peace of mind. But if there is something that he, that's, that's causing you a problem, then just don't put the news on. And instead, do something that you find relaxing, or that gives you peace, you know, you, so that you, you're not part of that. Do you know, if, if, if I, I'd have called that a true friend because with one of, in some of my exes, if they'd have sent me photos with a new partner, I'd have been quite happy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're going to talk about that today, Mr. I, I'd have been happy with the fact that they've moved on yes, and that, yeah, and that they found happiness. Because they actually say, if whilst you're staying with somebody, they can't find true happiness with someone else. So I released my ex-partners to find happiness. Yes, well, that's really good, and I think sometimes if if it's a decision that you've not made, I think that can, uh, you know, be where some of the challenge can lie. That uh, I, I agree with you, Mister Taylor, and this is something that that happens frequently. This is, I think, for, from what I've seen, one of the major sources of uh, of people not having peace of mind is if you're constantly being asked to help other people, and you're one of those those people who take their problems on as your own. You know, because it's very easy to be actually become bogged down with other people's problems. Can I tell you what I say to them, Mrs. Taylor, if they do that? Well, go on then. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. If you're taking on other problems as your own, stop it. Yes, I yeah, agree. Because, because they're not yours to have. They're not yours to have. Let them have their own problems. Yeah, because they're not learning. They're not growing. If you take their problems off them, parents who do this with children a lot, and rather than the children actually learning, they take the problem off them. Stop it. Because you won't be happy while you've got all this stuff going on. You won't be happy. You won't have peace of mind. No. So be aware. The first thing of everything is to be conscious and be aware that you're doing it. And then stop it. There's no doubt you've probably got your own share of things to think about without worrying about someone else's and taking their problems on too. So enforce your own boundaries. And stop it. Yes. And then with the first two columns that we spoke about, so the things that you can control, the things that you can influence, as we've said before, with those things, put a plan in place so that you actually carry out what needs to be done 
to achieve those things. And those things will will give you peace of mind. So, Mr. Taylor, I've got one last tip or, or a summary of a tip that, you know, that I think is most important for me. But what, what do you think is the most important tip to well, uh, with this, this search for elusive happiness? I actually think that, first of all, is to realise that happiness is a fleeting feeling and that potentially it's unsustainable in in the sort of uh, the way we hold happiness. And so, therefore, I actually think it's more about that inner peace and contentment, that sort of feeling just like okay with the world and being yeah. at ease with the world. And And then I also think that life's short, and so you should do things that you get enjoyment from, things that you get a nice feeling from. And that you should do more of those and less of the other stuff that potentially causes you problems. Those are nice tips. Those are really nice tips. Well, it's like, because well, yesterday, I mean, we, we spent the day with um, the grandchildren, the three hooligans, as I call them, and it because it was young Jessica's birthday. And we just had such a nice day. We just we had did. such a nice day at Western Supermud. We did, and, and we actually saw the sea, didn't we? We did. Yeah, <laughs> the it rare in. thing in itself. But it was, it was, it was, it, you know, and it wasn't euphoric as such. But we had a really nice day, and we I felt, had a lot of inner contentment yesterday. We did, and we felt good afterwards. So I think it's about doing more of the stuff that gives you those sort of feelings, and less of the stuff that causes you problems. I think so. And so for me, you know, my last tip and a great starting point, I think, is is you could just define what happiness means to you and what does it look, sound and feel like if you insist on calling it happiness, even though we would prefer, you know, inner contentment or peace of mind. Because you need to understand what would need to be in place in order for you to have that feeling. Because otherwise, it just remains a feeling. It will remain elusive. So you need to put a plan in place so that you can have more of that, just as Mr. Taylor says. And it can become like a drug and then a meaningless search. And the next iPhone 24 or 25, you think, may make you happy, but it won't. And on that note, Mrs. Taylor? I think we're, I think we're done for today. I think we should be because we've gone over time. So it's uh, bye for now. Speak again soon. Bye. That was the Extra Club podcast. We hope that you're leaving with some great things that can help you in your life every day. To get more invaluable content, please make sure that you're subscribed to the show on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And if you've enjoyed this episode and feel so inclined, please leave us with a five-star rating and comment with a review. If you see the value... Please also share it with someone else who needs it. Sharing is Ken. Thank you for listening and making your choice to find your extra. Until next time, bye bye for now. now.